Hey, Senda. Hey, Phil. You want to talk about what to do when your players get stuck in the middle of a scene? So is uh, is this about last week's AP? Are you uh, you coming little, at me a little bit about that that part yeah. with the AP? Yeah, I yeah. I edited that out. You know. No, <laughs> I see what you've done there. Welcome to Panda's Talking Games. I'm one of your hosts, Phil. And I'm your other host, Senda. Hey, we got a few announcements before we get started. Yeah, we do. First one is, by the time you're listening to this episode, uh, we will be into our first week of the Streets of Avalon Kickstarter. Ta-da! Oh, I'm sorry, not ta-da. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> not like that. Yeah, Streets of Avalon Kickstarter is the next book that Encoded Designs is publishing. Uh, we've teamed up with Brett B. from Gaming MBS. This is Brett's world. Uh, the Streets of Avalon is his campaign world. It's a Fuffer and uh, Grey Mouse-esque urban fantasy adventure. And it is most notably on this network, most notably featured on the Wednesday evening podcast All-Stars did a... Um, whole Streets of Avalon uh, story, which is simultaneously dropping on our network feed as our network feeds as well, right? Yeah. It's redropping, we should say. Yeah, it's redropping, right? Because mm-hmm. it came out and then yeah. Brett wrote the book and now it's coming out again for you to all listen to. So yep. catch up. Um you should totally go to Kickstarter.com and go search for the Streets of Avalon. Back it today. Woohoo sweet. We need to talk about episodes, right? Because we're getting into the holiday season. Oh, man, are we? Yeah, we have it's some It's the holiday season. <laughs> we have some logistical stuff to just right. get sorted out. Yeah. So, hey, um, we are recording tonight on the 17th, which means this episode comes out when? On the 24th. That's Christmas Eve. Yep. So, for those of you who celebrate Christmas, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Now, we will not be recording on Christmas Eve. Nope. Um, so there will not be an episode when? On December 31st. So that's Correct. New Year's Eve. On New Year's Eve, though, mm-hmm. um, Misdirected Mark will be broadcasting live to ring in the new year. And I believe you're going to come on at some point. That's we're the gonna, plan. We're working out the details for yep. that. Uh, so if you are if you are free on the 31st and want to watch the show live, you can go to, uh, you can go to Twitch mm-hmm. um, and find our Twitch station. Just look for Misdirected Mark, and you can watch us live. And we're also going to take that episode from the 31st and drop it into um, the regular Misdirected Mark feed and the Pandas feed, which means if you don't watch us live, you will get that episode on Monday the 7th. Correct. Okay. And then after that, we kind of go back to our normal routine. The 14th will be kind of a special episode when that drops. Yep. 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 Um, Yep. Special in that we will be in the same room recording. Yeah, right? Which, like, that's never happened that it wasn't a live show. That's right. So we're just going to, we're going to record that one face to face. Yep. So the the, the important one not to freak out about is that uh, on the 31st, on New Year's Eve, there will not be a new Pandas episode. True. Okay. All right. That's the important, that's the important takeaway from uh, all of that calendaring. Yep. 
Okay. Gotcha. 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 All right. Tell us about tonight's topic. Yeah. So tonight we are going to talk about what to do when your players get stuck. What does it mean to be stuck? Why does it happen that you get stuck? And then what can you do as a GM or as a player to get unstuck? So this topic came from last week's AP, of which you didn't hear because... Because editing, well, because the truth is when when um, it's not exciting to listen to in an AP, so Senda actually cut um, hmm. a section out where she got a bit Magic. stuck about what her next move should be in the um, in her battle with the ice eel uh, yeah. over the frozen lake. If you get the bonus outtakes, you heard some bits of it, but not the long pauses of silence and rustling paper as I looked through everything that I had available to me. Exactly. And so while that was happening during the record, the live recording, like I was like starting to like wanting to like, like push in and help, right? Like I wanted Mm -hmm. to kind of say things or drop hints or whatever, which is usually a sign for me as a GM that my players are stuck because I'm trying to do something to kind of like nudge you back into play. Move us into a direction. Yep. Right. So we're going to look at this from two sides, the way that we are want to do. And Phil is going to talk about it from the GM side, of course, and I'm going to talk about it from the player side. All of this is very logical considering our AP at the moment. So Phil, what does it mean to be stuck? Hit me with a definition. Yeah, so we're going to define stuck as a place where the game stops making narrative progress. Yeah, so that means the play stops completely or there is activity but the activity is not actually moving the story along. Yeah. And that's the important part, right? The story's not moving along. Yes. Um, And um, we can get stuck for a whole mess of reasons. So in terms of things that stop, actually stop play completely, there's nearly a limitless list. So there's a lot of things because you could be distracted or your kid could come in or, you know, somebody gets a phone call, like whatever it is. So for tonight's discussion, we're going to skip over all of those because there's so many. And the typical resolution for all of those things is to resolve whatever that roadblock is and then just restart the game. What we want to look at more closely is when the game is actually still playing, but we're not progressing in the story. Yeah. Um, And and there's a smaller number of reasons that that would happen. Uh, And the two most common ones are the first one is the players don't know how to solve the encounter. Yeah, so like to get out of the room, the players need to examine the jade statue, but they're convinced that it's the onyx tablet that's going to get them out. Yeah, so they're just like, you know, well, if we move the onyx tablet over here, does that open the door? If we uh, flip it upside down, does that open the door? If we read the words off of it, every third word off of it, does that open the door? Yeah, if we the whole it, while the, read it backwards. <laughs> right, the whole while the GM's like, no, no. no. No, 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 right. And we've not moved the story forward. Uh, The other one is that the players have just plain lost their focus. Mm -hmm. So that's like the players are tracking an escaped criminal who is getting away, but they've decided to have a serious discussion about the Jade statue instead of chasing the criminal who is currently escaping or they decide to go shopping or they decide to go on a ghost tour of Mandalore. When they're supposed to be, you know, getting armor and stuff, you know. Ah, yes. uh, Campaign reference. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You got it, even though you haven't listened to it. I'm proud of you. Anyway, so we're going to look at how to deal with these from the player and from the GM perspective. So, Phil, as a GM, 
what do you recommend when players get stuck? Yeah, so a couple GM, a couple GM tools to uh, have at hand. The first one is what I call recap reframe. So this is a case where players get stuck because they've kind of narrowed their view into one specific goal or action, right? So they, they're stuck because, like we said earlier, right, they're focused on the Onyx tablet when they should be looking around the room for any kind of clue. Yeah. So what I find to work really well with re- recap and reframe is that you kind of either wait for a break or you kind of bust into the players talking and you take a moment to kind of uh, recap what's going on. So you, you you give like a sweeping description of the room again, and then you kind of like ask either ask the players or um, narrate it back to the players and see if they, you have it correctly. Like, okay, make sure I got this correct. Like you're all standing around the Onyx tablet. No one else is like checking out any other part of the room or anything. Like you're all centered around the tablet Okay, so you say something like that, right? Because as soon as you say something like that, like the players are like, oh. Oh, right, there's other stuff. Oh, maybe, you know what? Uh, I'll look at the tablet. You guys go look around the room. Yep. Right? So recap reframe is a great way to kind of nudge players along when um, they, when they, especially when they've gotten like hooked on one idea and they're just chasing this one idea down. Uh, it kind of, it helps to broaden their perspectives and kind of give them like new options. Okay. Second one I've got is drop a clue. So sometimes when um, a group becomes totally lost, uh, you got to jumpstart them with a fresh clue. Now, if the problem is that they've missed the clue that's in the room, then you just kind of have to work them back to getting that clue. Like maybe they need to make a skill check. Maybe you need to do a recap reframe to kind of, you know, get their eyes turned on to that clue, whatever. Sometimes you need to either create a new clue or you need to pull a clue from an, a, a future scene and put it into this one to kind of put them back on track. And that's a bit trickier uh, because you're messing with continuity on the fly. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you are an experienced GM, you will handle this pretty easily. If you are a less experienced GM, pulling a clue or creating a new clue out of thin air can be somewhat a uh, risky proposition. So go more subtle than overt because the thing that you are really trying to do uh, with this clue is to kind of get them back on a trail to discover everything, but not give them like what's actually going on. Mm-hmm. Make sense? Mm-hmm. Okay. My last one is uh, provide some incentive. And this is really to address the case where the players um, have sidetracked themselves like, they're studying the Jade statue rather than chasing the criminal through the dungeon. Yep. They, for whatever reason, are like, oh, we got to get this Jade statue out of the, you know, out of the caves and uh, weighs this much and who could carry it? Do we have a bag of holding that'll hold it? Right. Like they're just kind of churning on this like idea that's not um, pertinent to what the actual plot of the story is. So in that case, you need to turn up the heat on them and get them moving again. And, um, I like to do this with some foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. So I like to have ominous rumbles, you know, maybe a horn blaring in the background, those kinds of things. You, what you don't want to do is some people will say like, oh, kick in the door with ninjas. But what happens then is you haven't moved the story forward. You just created a combat scene. Yep. 
right? And that's action, but that's not actually progressing the story forward. Right. So I actually don't like to... I don't like to threaten them with another encounter. I like to give them foreshadowing so that they'll be like, oh, right. The, that thing's like, it's getting worse. We got to go. Yep. Right. Like the ground starts shaking like, oh, oh, okay, this is bad. We got to like go find this guy quick. Yeah. The moon is going to land on this town. You better get on it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So that incentive is kind of a fine line, right? You don't want it. You don't want it too much to turn it into an encounter and you don't want it to be too far in the background that the player's like meh and they just keep going you know like they keep screwing around with the statue yeah okay cool hey so from a player perspective um what do you do when you get stuck yeah um the first thing is to recognize when you're stuck right which i did recognize when i was stuck by the way and that's you know it's one of those things because sometimes it's easy to recognize because you're like wow i don't know what to do and sometimes it's less easy to recognize because you don't realize that you're going around in circles in something that is not pertinent to the story, right? So the question is to kind of keep in mind is, has the story gone anywhere in the last few minutes? And you don't want to be, as a player, passive and just expect the GM to solve all the problems for you because that would defeat the purpose of playing the game. So once you recognize that things aren't going anywhere, you can work on addressing the issue and trying to make forward momentum and pull your fellow players back into the storyline if they're just distracted or whatever, for example. And then I'm going to say this line and then Phil is going to make fun of me because knowing is half the battle. Yeah, G.I. Joe. Yeah. So once you've recognized that you're actually stuck you can start working with everybody to figure out what's going on. So huddle up, address the issue, ask for ideas, pick a plan, try it out. Um, And the key with this is that often someone in the group will actually have an idea for getting out of being stuck, but they might not be one of the people who is always jumping in with ideas and words or someone who's not always the loudest person at the table, right? So you want to take a minute and actually listen to everybody. In my particular case, it is only my brain. So I huddled up with myself and I still didn't get anywhere. <laughs> yeah, it's actually, that's tough it, in a one-on-one it's, game, It's right? hard in a one-on-one game. If you get stuck, your only option is to go to G- the GM, right? And so the way that you can go to the GM is when you are stuck and out of ideas, or one of the ways you can go to the GM, you can see if there's a check that you can make for some more insight, right? And you could just be like, can I make an insight check and just see if I notice anything else in the room? Like, okay, fine, whatever, you know, perception. Or you can offer up some more interesting suggestions about what kind of check you could make, right? So maybe you have some knowledge skills that could come into play, like, you know, I have profession jeweler so can i see anything more in particular about the jade that this statue is made out of or anything else that would kind of give you some narrative positioning to justify using a skill that you might have in a more creative way to get you some more information right so it's kind of a little bit of a last resort move because you are just going back to the gm and saying uh give me some more right but sometimes what you need is some sort of solid check to give you another piece of information to get things moving again right Yeah, absolutely. It is funny because it is really hard in a two-player game because that is like, I I can confer with myself, but I only have the ideas that myself has. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's actually why I did the the reframe, right? Like, because I started describing, you were starting to get hell-bent on killing the the ice eel. And I'm like, you were originally just trying to get through the door. Yeah. 
Yep. Like, you remember the door? Yeah. Like, up on the ice? Yep. Like, stable? Yep. On the ice? Not, like Not drowning? <laughs> that yeah. one? Yeah, exactly. The not drowning um, door? <laughs> well, and you know, the thing is, Dungeon World provides not necessarily a tool for dropping hints. I mean, Dungeon World has moves for figuring out what's going on, right? So, yeah. like, discern realities is kind of like when you don't... When you don't know what to do next in a scene, discern realities is often a move that will help you get moving again. Right, because um, it's looking around and trying to figure stuff out. Right, and and for me as a GM, the providing incentive part is that I can, at any point when you look at me to see what to do next, is I am allowed to take a move, mm-hmm. and of I can take a hard move, which is a like a pretty overt action, but I can also take a soft move, which is basically setting up a future hard move. Mm-hmm. So, like, for instance, like, when you're fighting the eel under the water, I could be like, oh, your lungs are burning uh, and you're seeing spots before you. Yeah, that's a pretty good thing to make me go like, ah, I just got to get out of the water, right? Right. Because if you're like, no, no, I'm going to keep fighting right. and you fail a check. Yeah. Well, now I'm going to put the hard move on you, right? right. Like, Which oh, like take a, you know, drowning. like, take a D8 damage or something because, you know, you stayed underwater. Yep. Because I'm yeah. literally drowning. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, okay, cool. Good. Speaking of the Chronicles of the Raven's Eye. Yeah. You want to go play some? Yeah. Incidentally, I feel like we just pretty much recapped. <laughs> kind of did. Where we left off, but I did get through that door. You did get through that door, and uh, we left you shivering cold in the hallway. We did. Which is actually where I want to pick up. Um, yeah. It's not exactly the most exciting thing. It's not really the get to the monkey, but I think we have like a little bit of uh, gotta, maintenance work. Yeah, I got to do some stuff. <laughs> right. We left you with some, you've been wounded, you've yep. taken two conditions. Yeah. You almost lost your backpack. Yep, but I right, so- didn't. <laughs> but you didn't. Right, so tell me, uh, tell me what you're tell me what you're doing next. You're kind of heaped on the on the floor of the hallway. You are soaking wet in uh, ice water. Yep. Um, and the hallway is like only marginally warmer than the rest of this place, as it is. You know, the Queen of Hoarfrost and Woes Temple. All right, cool. So yeah, so I, I, good thing I hung on to this adventuring pack. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to reach reach into that bag and everything is soaked, right? Except that I have three torches and they're wrapped in like waxed leather. Mm-hmm. Because you never well, know what's going to happen. Well, because these kinds torches, of things, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to take out one of those torches and kind of prop it up between my feet. And I'm just going to... I'm going to actually strike are the walls in here stone i'm in a stone hallway yeah they are yeah so i'm gonna strike the the hilt of the uh raven's eye rapier against the wall and just spark it and get this torch lit yeah it it takes you a couple tries you get the torch lit providing you some uh much needed heat Yes. Uh, that returns to your limbs and begins to to do something towards drying off your clo- your your clothes although more importantly just the heat to your limbs is more valuable and for that uh, as you sit there and kind of huddle with the torch uh, you can remove shaky yeah 
Okay. Uh, we're going to still leave you with sick That's because uh, yeah. you're definitely like like now sitting here, you're definitely not feeling well. Yeah. Well, I don't, and I, it could have been eel poison. It could be the dunk in the frozen lake. I don't know. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to basically do that. And while I'm doing that, I'm like holding the torch up, but I'm also like wringing out all my, the wet fabric that's all over me. Right. And like doing the best I can to kind of dry off. And I'm going to wrap these other two torches back up in this oil skin mm-hmm. nicely, right? <laughs> yep. We're going to keep those things dry. And uh, and so once I've gotten myself kind of put back together like that, I'm going to like just hold the, I've got the torch still kind of in my feet, holding it upright. And I'm just going to hold the sword in my hand and have a flash of... There is uh, the the um, the dark skinned woman in black robes with long sleeves that are um, cut as if they are feathers down the edges, so that as nice. she moves, they they kind of separate like that. And I I saw her before when I first encountered the weapon, and I just have a flash of her again, putting her hands on someone, and there's like a glow of light. And so I hold the rapier in front of me and close my eyes, and there is a similar glow of light, and I'm going to cure light wounds. <laughs> so to be clear, if people are, are following along, you're not actually using the rapier. No, I'm not. But I, it seemed more narratively appropriate to describe no, no, that perfe- way. No, no, perfectly, perfectly fine. Great narrative piece. This is the ability to cast spell, uh, clerical spells that was gifted to you by the rapier. Yes. Okay. So did you roll to cast a spell? When you unleash a spell granted by your deity, roll plus wisdom. Okay. Ew. Six. <laughs> you don't have a bonus to wisdom? No. <laughs> Jeez, mark another experience point. When do I get to level up? So, okay. yeah, that's going to go badly. Okay, first things first things first. The spell the spell goes off. Okay. Uh, yes. Ah, I got an 8. At least I can roll something well. Wow. <laughs> It's like I can do damage and I can heal, but the D6s hate me. Yeah. Okay. And then what horrible thing happens? Yes. Well, invoking your deity in the temple of the Queen of Horror, Frost and Woe, uh-huh. um, sits ill oh, dear. with Erlis. And as you are sitting recovering and like you've just healed yourself, you feel a rumble in the ground and... From under the door that's like just off, you know, like just like just past where you've been, like, you know, behind you, you see a crack in the ground forming um, and quickly moving at you. Yep. That looks like it will um, open up into the lake that you had fallen Ooh. into. Yeah. So I'm this is the point at which I just grab the torch and run. Okay. To the next door. Um, Yep, so I think we're definitely, we're defying uh, danger, uh-huh. and we're doing it fast, so roll plus dex. Oh, goody. Good thing I removed that minus one. Nine minus one is eight. Yay, okay. Oof. You can do this, but you're going to lose that torch that you had lit. Oh. Okay, fine. <laughs> I'm not going to be okay. stubborn about this one. <laughs> 
I mean, you still have your adventuring gear. You have your other torches yeah. or whatever. Yeah, but yeah. just just that particular torch, like you are, uh, you run, like you drop the torch and you run down the hallway into the darkness. Yep. To kind of escape the ground crumbling. And sure enough, like as you run down the hall, you can hear the splashing of rocks into water. Uh-huh. As the hallway kind of gets consumed. Also cutting off your way back. Uh-huh. <sighs> Yay! <laughs> so deal with that uh, in a little bit. Your running leads you directly into another room. You're not surprised. Like, you know you're coming up into another room because you can see the flicker of light. Okay. Coming through. So how do you uh, how do you approach this room? Like you've you've gotten past you've gotten past the part where the ground is trying to consume you, and you're not quite in the threshold of the room. Is there is there a door here, or is it just an open uh, doorway? Nope it's just an, it's an open archway. You can see light flickering uh, from within the room. Okay, I would actually like to approach this cautiously. I've just had a rather bad run in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So I'm just going to kind of press myself up against the the wall to the side so that I'm a smaller target and then like creep forward and just peek in a little bit and see what I can see. Okay. So when you look in, you see what looks to be probably it's a it, it, it's probably a small shrine, like a private shrine. Mm-hmm. It's a small sh- the room. It's a small shrine to. The Queen of Horfrost and Woe. But really what's notable is that you see you see Morden, your quarry. Uh, he is up against the far wall of the room, like opposite across the room from you. Mm-hmm. With a torch in his hand. Mm-hmm. And he's like crouched down on the ground and he's kind of waving it back and forth. Mm-hmm. And opposite of that, stalking towards him but halting before the edge of the torch is a rather large white wolf. Mm-hmm. And the wolf is ears back, low to the ground, aggressive, but uh, does not does not want to get entangled with the torch. So it is hung back. And it's kind of just like, it's kind of pacing a little, like going back and forth. Yeah. And Morden's, you know, like kind of slowly, like not too fast, but like slowly waving the torch back and forth, holding it at bay. And they seem to be in a standoff. But by the look of Morden's torch, that torch doesn't have too much life left to it. Mm-hmm. And he has just a short sword. But this this beast looks a bit, you know, this this wolf looks bigger and meaner. So that's where we'll wrap up for this week. Before we go, Senda, tell me about another uh, show on the Misdirected Mark Network. On the Misdirected Mark, Chris, Phil, and Bob go live every Tuesday night at 8.45 Eastern, 6.45 p.m. the Queen's time. That's me. Thank you, me. You're welcome, me. Um, Mm -hmm. To break down and get inside games, game mastering, playing games, and game design in an effort to entertain and inform you. Yeah, I guess those guys are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. They're not bad at all. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. 
I hear they might be joined by a wild Camden occasionally. Um, well, at least this coming week, which I think will drop the same time as this Yeah, the day show. after this yeah. show. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll be talking about Kickstarters with Camden. Yep. Awesome. Hey, Senda. Where, oh, where can people reach us on the internet? Well, you can find us on Twitter at Pandas Talk Games. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Pandas Talk Games. You can find us in the misdirected Mark Google Plus community for a short while longer. And you definitely can no longer find us on Tumblr. And uh, you can drop what? us an email if you prefer. <laughs> Panda at misdirectedmark.com. And Phil, once they find us in one of those places, what can they do with that information? Please, please, please send us your topics. Uh, we love to talk about the things that you find interesting. And um, we, you know, don't really like making up our own topics. So we prefer it if you do it for us. Um, for that, we will dispense our ever charming advice and helpful and charming advice if you are so inclined to share a topic. Don't worry about the nature of the topic since we're now uh, branching out and doing these two points of view. If you have a two points of view, Include it with your topic. Otherwise, we'll figure it out. Yeah. We're pretty sharp like that. Yep. Say, Senda, what's the other thing you can do with our social media information that's uh, pretty nifty? Well, you can send us your table selfies. So the next time you are sitting down at an awesome table with those awesome peeps, snap a picture of that hashtag at table selfie and drop it on the social media of your choice. It's the easiest for us to find them on Twitter, but we'll try to find them wherever you put them. Yeah. Yes, indeed. We like that a whole bunch. And if you like what we do, then please consider supporting our Patreon campaign. Go to patreon.com slash MMP. Patrons of the shows get all sorts of goodies, starting with the bonus outtakes from this show, the after show from Misdirected Mark, uh, access to the Slack Room for Life, and uh, all sorts of goodies that we kind of rain down upon our uh, listeners from uh, the encoded side of the house, right? Rain Occasionally down. people get games, right? Like, yep, yep. That happens. Yep, yep. We also like to shout out to our patrons. I'm going to leave all three tonight for Senda, because Senda's going to even do the second one correctly. Oh, no, damn you. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm going to make you do it. All right. P.K. Sullivan, the Queen's Royal Rocketeer. Thanks, P.K. You are awesome. Chris Steele. Yeah, thanks, Chris. And Chelsea Clark. Thank you, Chelsea. Say, Senda, what's the other thing that people can do that makes us oh so happy? And uh, since it is the season, if somebody wanted to leave us a podcast review present, where would they go do that? Well, you can leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or the podcatcher of your choice. Every new review you leave us really is like a Christmas present for a podcaster because it helps us like shimmy our way up the list a little bit and is like massive artistic validation. So it makes us super duper happy. So yeah, if you leave them somewhere other than the US iTunes store, just let us know because, um, we won't necessarily see them by default, and we would really, really like to see them. And thank you so much to everybody who's already left reviews. We super duper 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 appreciate it. We do indeed. Very much so. Yeah. Say, Senda, mm -hmm. show me how you're going to help me figure out what question we should do for the closing of the show. Oh, did you, did you get stuck? I'm, I'm a little stuck. <laughs> Show me what you got. Show me what you got. Show me what you got. Hey, show me what you got. Show me what you got. Hey, show me what you got. Show me what you got. Show me what you got. Hey, show me what you got. Show me what you got. Hey, show me what you got. Show me what you got. Hey,
This show is a joint production of She's a Super Geek and Misdirected Mark Productions, the media arm of Encoded Designs. Yeah, well, that and also it's significantly harder for me to edit because if I can't see where the audio is, it's way harder to, you know, actually to cut it when you're done. Edit it. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't tell like where the um is because it's too quiet. Where's the um? Where's the um gone? Where's the Why beef? Why is the um gone? <laughs> Where's the beef? We both went different directions with that. I was channeling my Pirates of the Caribbean. I feel like you don't know the where's the beef. I feel like we might have had this conversation before. Did we? Bloop. Anyway, Christmas wrapping is apparently a classic. Oh my God. Thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> you're, you're hilarious. I'm... <laughs> I, I'm I'm honestly shocked you I'm honestly shocked you got like this far in, in life without having heard that song. Like I mean maybe I did, but like Christmas wrapping by the waitresses. Merry Christmas. Sure. Merry Christmas. Bloop. We um we both were whampocalypsed within five minutes of right, each other in across minutes. two time zones. Oh my god, because you got whampocalypsed by your playlist, and then right as I was reading on Twitter that you had been whampocalypsed, I like was like, huh, what's that song playing in this restaurant? God damn it. <laughs> so here's what happened. My daughter and I are hanging out in the house and she's like, I want to listen to Christmas music. And I'm like, all right. Dangerous. I'm like, we can listen to Christmas music. I just got to pick, like, I, I'll pick which um, Google station, right? Yes. So I picked Christmas classics, right? And so like you when know. you click on it, it tell, like it shows you the example artists, yeah. right? So it's all black and white pictures right so it's like it's like burl ives dean martin bing crosby yeah. good stuff right and yeah. i'm like okay this is like this should be safe this is the time life um <laughs> this is like the time life box set of christmas music like the most modern that'll be on here will be like Elvis Presley, right? Like I am like I am safe. Man, five songs in does that damn song does not pop up on the list. <laughs> it was just hilarious because I'm not even sure that I would have noticed that that's what was playing except that suddenly I was paying attention because you had just gotten out. Yeah. So within 5 minutes across two time zones both of yep. us out at the same like it, 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 pretty it unbelievable Bloop. it was very funny it was funny because i posted it on twitter right so i'm like damn it i'm out and then like i'm working on i was work oh i was working on the timeline for avalon which we'll talk about when the show gets started but yeah. um i'm working and i see a text pop up from you and i like, hear i'm out it. too and i'm, I'm like what <laughs> Bloop. so have you played you know, you know this whole fiasco, the Tumblr fiasco. Um, of course, I know about the Tumblr fiasco. <laughs> I was kind of prefacing for our listeners so that they would follow the like topic change. I feel like you just asked like somebody from Alderaan. You're like, do do you know? Did you know about the thing with the Death Star? 
<laughs> right, right. Did you know about that? Suddenly, Milli- suddenly, millions of voices cried out in pain and were suddenly silenced. Millions of black and white pictures <laughs> cried out in pain. <laughs> suddenly and silenced. We're suddenly, suddenly, uh, yeah, silenced. Bloop. Good. Female presenting nipples. Good job. That's gonna be a. That's gonna be somebody's alternative <laughs> rock band. Right female presenting nipples we should just start it right now we should just get that domain <laughs> we should just I, I feel like somebody already has it like i feel like i, I feel like we've been I, like i feel like the internet's We're late way to the game. ahead of yeah they must be yeah anyway anyway tumblr rant aside bloop. meow simul meow wow it almost <laughs> never happens i know you should go first sorry bloop uh, you want to talk about what to do when your players get stuck for what they what to do in a game? Kind of, I don't know how to get this going. Opening, you should try that again. <laughs> I was stuck. I was I stuck know, for getting the opening stuck in the going. Middle, but I don't know what I'm going to do with it. You can do that. <laughs> uh, let's try it again. Just with fewer weird random words stuck in the middle that I won't be able to edit out because they're let's all run together. Try it again. <laughs> Wait, I'm going to fart. Bloop. The hell's going on with the show? <laughs> Man, we got to get this thing done if okay, we're going to... Oh my God, okay. oh my God, oh my God. Okay. Bloop. So, well... <laughs> Anyway, cue music. Yeah. And something comes. Never mind. You could have. You could have not laughed and just done the example. I know. I was trying not to. Do you want to keep going? No. Something comes up. No. 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 So. Okay. I was like pausing so that you could get back here for that. <laughs> yeah, because knowing is half the battle. That's a that that's a eighties pop culture reference. Good. GI Joe was a children's <laughs> cartoon show about the uh, soldiers. GI Joe. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I at am the end, familiar with at, what GI Joe is. Thank okay, you. Okay, so at the end of the GI Joe episodes, there was like a little PSA. Uh huh. And the tagline for the PSA was always uh, "Knowing is half the battle." And then they would um, they would do GI Joe. So people always say it like, "Knowing is half the battle." GI Joe. Bloop. Do you think they it, really you know, came up with that? I feel like that existed before. I know, but see, but see, it's pertinent because they were like military, right? So like uh-huh. it's half the battle. Yeah. Right. No, GI I, Joe. I, I got. I... <laughs> Okay. I'm with Moving you. On. I just Moving on. Okay. Bloop. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash mis- <laughs> What? Bloop. You All right, just try the second one. If oh. you if it doesn't work, I'll I'll jump in. Okay. And Chris Steele. See, it doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't work. You kinda I you you went through the Chris part too fast, right? It's like this. Chris Steele. I know, but I also can't make it as gravelly. Like that's it's not yeah, a that's true. I, it's hard to do in an, in the octave. No, that no, I'm I get in. it. Okay, yeah, you do it again. Bloop. Show me what you got. Show me well what done. you got. Show me what you got. Show <laughs> me what you got. Uh, Fifty-three minutes is not the worst thing we've ever done. No, we've been doing them longer than that, which is why I was like, no, I'm not fighting the wolf. No, that's a good place to stop. Oh, look, now I can do Doppler podcasting too. Are you ready? No, I'm not fighting the wolf. 
I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you do the Wait. back and forth thing. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe. <laughs> you want to say goodbye? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We should, we should say goodbye. We should, we should have a moment of silence for Tumblr, and then we should say goodbye. Moment of silence moment of for silence. Tumblr. I pour one out for my homies. <laughs> uh, and on top of that, uh, once again, Merry Christmas uh, and oh, yeah. a Happy New Year. And a Happy New Year, everybody, because you won't really hear us fresh and new until after the New Year. Um, so happy holidays. If you were celebrating Hanukkah, I hope it was a fantastic one already because it's already passed. Happy holidays. Mm-hmm. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. May the waveform bells keep ringing. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to to you. (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye. (laughs) What happens if I give this mic feelies?